Uh, <laughs> and you are in Reno. Welcome right, to yes, over, I'm in 50, Reno. over 50 starting over from Reno, Nevada with uh, I'm Barry Edwards. I almost said and that. I'm Merle Garrison. <laughs> a little echoey over here, I think. A little bit. It's, it's not do. bad. Yeah. All right. Dude, you had to get away. You had to explore. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, here's the deal is that uh, well, there's a couple of things that are going on right now. First off is that uh, Spoke, the company that I work for, is uh, the leader at Spoke or leadership at Spoke had decided in order to keep everybody employed through COVID that they would implement this uh, furlough system. So the way that it works is um, that everyone has to take a certain amount of time off every quarter and it's unpaid. So this quarter, it was a week. Uh, last quarter, it was a week. The quarter before that, it was two weeks. And, and the same with the quarter before that. But what that did was it kept it so that everybody got to keep their jobs. Nobody, nobody lost employment during COVID. And it, I think it was brilliant. Um, it, 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 you know, it had the effect of... Um, causing a lot of people to go on furlough at the same time though. Sometimes that was a problem, but yeah. I think the team pretty much figured it out. So this week uh, was my furlough for second quarter and um, I don't have to take one next quarter. We're, we're done with that because we're getting out of, out of this whole COVID-19, you know, stuff that we've been in. Isn't that and, nice? and so this week I, uh, I took my week off uh, Monday through Friday, so last day of my furlough. And Amory and I decided that, hey, let's let's get out, let's explore, let's go on a nice drive, and while we're at it, let's see if there's a town out there that we'd like to leave and and move to. Um, and we've talked about this several times on the show before. The things that are happening in California right now are absolutely insane. Everybody uh, in the country is aware of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because even uh, even the very liberal media, the L.A. Times is going after him here today about how he has not given up his executive emergency powers. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it, 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 they're killing the state. Um, here's something where it says that uh, the state, the Golden State um has lost billions of dollars now over COVID because people are leaving the state in droves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's a mess. Uh, yeah. They're not enforcing the law, almost situation out of control, prices skyrocketing, um, housing costs, costs are, are continuing to skyrocket. Uh, there's, I don't know how anybody can live there. So you know, anyway, it's, it's a poster child for how to do everything wrong. And California is always prop. <laughs> it is. It, California has always propped yeah. itself up as being, Oh, we're the leader of the country. What we do first, the, the country then follows. Look at that clown show. And they wanted to also do away uh, with, um, 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 what do you call that voting? Um, so that they can have the popular vote. You know, what's the word? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so um, that divides up voting equally. Why can't I think of that? You never help me I out with this stuff. You yeah, I'm good at that. Is. Yes. I'm not really sure what you're talking about, but it's funny to see you frustrated. When you vote. Okay. Yeah. So that New York and California do not run the country. 
So, oh, oh, yeah. Well, we're talking about the electoral college. There you and, go. And, yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, well, of course, they would love to be able to get rid of the electoral college yes. because you're right; they would be in control of everything, and so, the entire country would be going down the tubes with California. Yeah. Well, and in, in really, in California, you have a one-party system. The way that the state has operated, yeah. you'll go into the ballot box and um, or into the to cast your ballot. And there won't be any choices except for Democrats. Um, it's uh, it's crazy how they have been able to engineer the state, but it's it's crashing in a terrible, terrible way. Uh, right now, we have a terrible drought situation where now we're going to be on emergency rations because of that. You guys go and, through that, though. On, on, it funny. seems like every third year or something, you know? Well, the funny thing about it, Barry, was that last year they said, the drought was over. We were, we're beyond the drought. And then this year, it's an emergency situation already. You guys are going to be on fire by next month. You know, I mean, Here's seriously, the, the forest line. fires and stuff. Bottom line is, I see that there's a lot of just mismanagement, just total mismanagement. I, I have a hard time believing that the, the it's because of a drought that we're having emergency situations with our water. Maybe it is. But I just feel like these guys are very honest and, and it's costing everyone in the state dearly. There's OK, there's something about California because it's one of the most beautiful places on Earth. It really is up there with Hawaii and uh, people go there and they get woke and, you know, because they get so full of um, positivity, really, that they want to share it all. It's kind of like the. Uh, the greatest generation ever world war two generation gives birth to baby boomers. We had 20 years of, they come out of these hard times and we hit prosperity for 20 years. And then baby boomers want to give away everything because this is the new utopia. And what, it, where does it get you right immediately? It gets you into a really hard place. And it's like people will talk about, Oh, I can't deal with that snow and everything uh, in other places of the country, but you got, you got real people there in those places that deal with some hardship a little bit here, and then they appreciate the, the better stuff. It's a balance. We need that. And California is this like a perfect example of what goes wrong when you try to create a utopia. Well, that's exactly right. <clears throat> that's exactly right. I mean, it's a dystopia in California, yeah, and it yeah. should be a, a uh, there should be a textbook <clears throat> written, just like you said, on what not to do to run yeah. your state because yeah. California has done all of it. it. Take Venice Beach for an example. Yeah. Uh, you, you and I went down there, Barry, and I remember the shock uh, that you had when you saw all of the homeless people yeah. lined up on the bicycle trail, just in shanties that they had built. Barry, it's a lot worse now. I know. Um, I know. These people are like, attacking people that come down there now so i i would never go down there anymore there's wow that's it, it, a shame uh, it's 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 dangerous uh there's human feces everywhere there's uh there's needles everywhere these people oh are God. many people are down there that have mental uh health issues uh they're attacking uh the tourists that come down there venice beach is completely ruined now so okay. um Let's try to get on uh, format a little bit. Uh, last last well, week we went away. What I wanted, my intent was, but and I know that you 
go ahead with, but so upfront, we typically do something of a career or a self-improvement type thing. And you're out there in uh, Reno for all these great purposes. And you got a lot to share. We got a lot of photos that you sent me to share. Oh, absolutely. And, and <clears throat> I wanted just for you to run with that as far as the self-improvement thing, because it, this is a bunch of positivity. We went kind of right down the whole negative thing there. Well, the, the reason I did that is to show why I came out here because oh, yeah. uh, on, on my, on my vacation, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to find if uh, Reno was a possible contender in a place for us to, to move to. And so we went on this journey uh, on Monday, which was my birthday, by the way, about a nine hour drive up here. We took our time. That's why it took nine mm. hours. It should take about seven hours. Anyway, it was, it was lovely. We took the scenic route. We drove all of these back California, small towns and stuff like that, that we've never seen before. Uh, we drove, we, we just saw the most beautiful sights. It was so great to get away from the hustle bustle of LA and just see all those beautiful sights, all that wide open space and everything and uh, nature. It just, as I was driving away, it just felt like stress was melting off of me. And it was just, it was just wonderful. Uh, we got here and um, we were staying in this uh, little house that uh, Anne-Marie was able to pick out on, uh, um, on sort of a program like you do. And we are staying in the nicest place. So, so that's me right there. And there's a picture of me having a beer right there. I, Looks like an birthday. IPA. An IPA. It, right? it is. It's a hazy IPA, and okay. uh, which I like. And I had just finished my nine and a half hour drive when I was finally having a beer to celebrate my birthday oh, with Anne-Marie. So, nice. so this <laughs> is 55. the little house that you're staying in which is gorgeous i love it, it. is I, I mean i'm looking over there at the front porch and standing out there i love those kind of porches too mm -hmm. and marina yeah. i've been hanging out there just, and, and we've had a great time staying at this little place here uh highly recommended now this is downtown reno yeah and the interesting look at look at all the people um all the people nobody. <laughs> no I remember the most people are listening. So let's, I'm going to go, yeah. you got a lot of photos here. I'm going to go through them yeah, kind of yeah. quick to give the flavor, but tell us about your, your uh, impression so this, of Reno. I, I, this whole thing. Yeah. Just cursing. I love this it. whole thing is um, the town itself. It seems empty. You know, it's so quiet wow. here. I'm That's staying nice. downtown. Uh, it is nice and it's very clean. Um, what is this a, place? This is a bike shop right here. That's a, a bike shop. shop. And they serve lattes. Oh, and I, I was like, this is my kind of place. They have the best bicycles in there. And it smells like a bike shop, but it's got great coffee as well. Oh. I, want, I, I love that. I think that's yeah, awesome. I do, too. Um, it's just about two blocks away from where I'm standing here. Everything's in walking distance. I'm standing in Midtown Reno. Uh, it's just nice. It's just very nice. It feels very safe. It's quiet. It's sweet. See, like you look at all the. There's hardly any traffic. Okay, this is the Truckee River that goes right through town. Very beautiful, scenic, um, and this we we saw a lot of beautiful sights. You can just keep going as we as we walk through this town. This is just just walking. That's downtown. Anne Marie and I hanging out by the Truckee River. Yeah, we I just got a really. I think this is Anne Marie's first appearance on the podcast. Yeah, I think you're right. It I is. do think okay. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went to um we went up to uh Lake Tahoe. The, 
Lake Tahoe yesterday. And first off, I got to tell you, the drive up there was amazing. Yeah. It's about a, a 50 minute drive and boom, you're in the most beautiful surroundings. I'm telling you, Barry, I was blown away by this blue jewel down in the, that's called the, the, the um, um, well, I forgot the name of it already. <laughs> uh, Lake Tahoe? Uh, Lake Tahoe, right? Uh, no, um, wasn't this where Scott went a year or two ago? It, it is, actually. Because I and, remember he sent me pictures, and what he said was in the pictures like this one, illustrated, he goes, you wouldn't believe how absolutely clear the air is and it, you could see in the picture there's absolutely no fuzz haze whatsoever there's like nothing in that air it's so pure it the air was so fresh very but you can also see in that water you could see yes. rocks in that water those yes. are rocks that are like 30 feet underwater oh my uh, God. that water is crystal clear um, they say you can see like the depth of that water at the, 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 the most depth is about 1600 feet deep. So really? this is a very deep lake and oh. um, you can see about a hundred feet down. Like wow. clearly. Is it and, cold? Um, it's, it's uh gets to be about 40 degrees in the winter time. And Ouch. in the summertime, it gets up to 70 degrees. That's cold. And, um, That's why Mark, no, one's, no one's in that water. That's cold. It, 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 it it was kind of chilly up there too. It was like mm. 50 degrees that day yesterday. So it's beautiful. Uh, but Mark Twain, I saw a sign over there where Mark Twain was saying that um, he he went out into the lake on a boat, and because of how clear it is, he had the impression that uh, he was floating on air. Oh, it's just that it's, a, it's an amazing place. Never seen anything like it before. Wow, I'm liking uh, the whole thought of Reno. Um, well, the in the the whole area, this you you can drive all around the lake. It's about seventy miles. So um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, as a I love my Harley. Uh, mm -hmm. What a beautiful place to ride! It just ride up to the. This would be sort of my substitute for Pacific Coast Highway if I were yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, but just absolutely great. Um, you know, skiing right there. Uh, it's you know unbelievable. And that's that Truckee River right there. That river just is pristine, just beautiful water coming out of the mountains. Mm -hmm. Just wonderful. I have to tell you, on the way, this was the picture you're showing is on the way back from uh, uh, the lake. And uh, Anne-Marie was driving through the mountains and it was so breathtaking. My heart was racing. It was so wow. beautiful. It was just wow. unbelievable. So uh, when do you come back? Uh, we're leaving today, as a matter of fact. Oh. I'll, be, I'll be back home tonight. Oh, okay. Are you uh, sad to leave? Are you like, I'm gonna, ah. yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm kind, kind of going to miss it. I, I can tell you that um, on the negative side of Reno, um, it is extremely dry here. Like if, um, if dry weather irritates your nasal passage at all, <laughs> this is not oh, the place. I would you. get nosebleeds. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's like that. And we're at about um we're at about the same altitude as Denver here in oh, um really? in Reno. And so oh. you're close to about five thousand feet mile high. And um I can kind of feel the difference here at a mile high, but I could certainly feel it when I was at Lake Tahoe. Everywhere I walked, I was all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it was a, it's a pretty uh -huh. serious thing. So well, so what about Anne Marie? I remember when you were in Colorado, you said Anne Marie didn't like how dry it was. 
yeah, you know, um, Suits doesn't seem to be affected by it the same way that I am. So mm. I don't know. These are things we'll have to. I, I feel like this, you know, we've had a great experience over here. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I yeah. feel like you go home and then you think about it for a couple of days. And if you're still excited about it, maybe that's the place. That's a good point. I remember that when you checked out Phoenix just uh, a couple months ago or whatever. Yeah. It was, uh, you, yeah. you were excited, really excited about that for about a day. It seemed like to yeah, me. you know, I was I was excited about it, but I, it I wasn't. Want to look it didn't pull me. It just didn't pull me. Um, the uh, the temperatures since we've been here have been barely over seventy degrees. That's interesting wow. too. Yeah. Since you know, and I live in the valley and where it's like one hundred and twenty degrees every day after August first. So yeah. you know, that's something to think about as well. And here's one other thing: I found out that the population here is only 250,000. Really? This is, they call it the, um, uh, the, the biggest little city in America. Yeah. And uh, it really, like, you, there's an international airport here. There's only 250,000 people here. Wow. Now, I got to tell you, it sounds intriguing. But I, like I said, I said many times, but Nashville is the one that I can't get out of my head. And I never expected that. Wow. You know, and so many prominent people have recently moved to Nashville. Like that seems to be where everybody's going to. I and I hate that. I hate the sound of that. I do. You know, I hate the sound of that. Hey, I don't like that either. Speaking yeah, yeah. of that, okay. we have met several people from California here. In fact, everyone <laughs> we've met here have they've been from California. Yeah, I bet. And um, they're all, you know, because this place is, you know, people are coming here in droves, apparently. Uh, it's bet. caused the property value to, to rise. Uh, but get it while um, you can. Yeah, exactly. And these people that we spoke to, uh, they are overjoyed that they're here. Um, uh, so we talked to one person last night who said that she, uh, she, she didn't have the ocean, but at least she could have Lake Tahoe. And she felt pretty good about that. So, you know what, man? I'm sitting here like rooting for this. I really hope you. Make uh, that's pretty cool, Barry. Like well, sooner, we'll see what happens. Sooner rather than later. Not yeah, too I, far. I understand. From, not too far from the kids either, which is very. Well, it's very not. Cool. It's not. And, and the the hardest part about it is that, of course, the kids live in Los Angeles, and, yes. and I I love being near them, and we're gonna be hanging out with them on Sunday, and. And so, you know, but life is interesting and in how those things work. And, um, and I just believe that all things work together for good. So I mean, this is leading towards that. They're adults. They have their own lives and, and so on. They're both almost 30 around there at 28 to right. 30. Um, but would it be a good move for them as well? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes you got to pay, but pave a, uh, a path for everyone else to follow so, yeah so we'll see what happens yeah. i i would love that i know i, I know would scott, love that scott and karen seem to like it up here too so who oh, knows who god, knows how that. everything will work you know I, I, I i love the sound of all of that hey uh so let's move along there's a whole lot to talk about some frivolous stuff some super serious stuff hey uh this is a, a shocker crystal and sager who i always talk about uh from they had a show called the rise on the hill mm -hmm. and they <laughs> left they left what? they left the hill so it took me a week to figure this out because uh i have been a subscriber and i keep seeing these two uh new people the one guy would sub for crystal kind of regularly mm -hmm. 
his name's Ryan something. He's super boring. I always read the comments and everybody's like, Oh my God, that guy is so boring. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm like, what, what's up? And uh, they show up in my feed, a crystal and soccer. It's like, Whoa, different background. This is over the last week. I start piecing this together and I've never seen them smile so much. They cannot get the freaking smiles off their faces, different background and everything. I'm like, what's going on? And uh, so I'm piecing it together. Oh, they, well, I found the show where they announced everything that they, I swear to God, they could not get these big silly smiles off their faces as they announced that they left the hill. Remember how I said, she used to be a correspondent for MSNBC. He used to be a commentator on Fox. And they left those uh, respective news media outlets because they get their talking points. And they hated that. And uh, so they had to follow that. Well, they took a step. They, they got uh, somehow they uh, went into a contract with The Hill, uh, but they still had to follow a certain amount of protocol. And Is that right? why they left. They, they got such a following. They are number one on Apple Podcasts. Really? One. They're number three on Spotify behind Rogan and someone else. So anyways, they're like, well, that's amazing. They said we we're able to go out on our own because we have a subscription uh, base. Uh, it's $10 a month. You get a little bit of extra content, but don't worry if you don't want there's, you can get all of our pieces parts here on YouTube, which is how I watch them, which is how I'm sure 90% watch them. But so they are free. Well, and it's their new channel is called Breaking Points. And uh, so they get to talk about whatever they want without. And they I I didn't know that they had any restrictions. They did such a great independent job as it was. So now it's even better. And I just want to encourage everybody to go subscribe to Breaking Points with Crystal and Sager. It's a fantastic Man. show. Fantastic. And it's you're going to get a moderate liberal and a moderate conservative they're they're talking points on things and i got more to talk about there but i just wanted to make that announcement for people hey that's really cool to see that uh they have uh, liberated themselves completely uh from the dominance of the the, the media empire that's happening and that's kind of how i see it it's like a escape from the empire and yes. This is news is under attack. That's uh, plain and simple. So I'm glad to hear that happen for them. And uh, hey, you know, um, it, it, it's interesting. I wanted to bring up uh, the other podcast that I do for a mm. second, um, the uh, uh, our our cider talk. And you know, I, just an update: IBM TV is no longer. They're not IBM TV anymore. They're called PodTV.TV. And they're reformatting everything, but they did something a little interesting. They they made this hard switch from IBM TV TV to to Pod TV TV, and they didn't you know redirect the old site to the new site. So, so it's all lost. It, it, everything everything got lost, and I'm not really plugged in with the leadership at IBM TV TV, but I do know that there was a thing there between IBM and IBM TV, and there was a history. This is why it's called IBM TV. There's a history of a relationship there that's no longer, and I suspect that 
there was a legal action of some sort yeah. that had caused the, the, the hard switch because that's unusual for that to happen. So uh, my co-host and I, Rex Lee, who's been on the show with us, um, we decided to retool ourselves. Uh, we created a website called cybertalktv.tv that's online now. You can go to it. And uh, we haven't started recording new shows. We're going to start uh, at the end of this month. So uh, sometime next week, we'll start posting new shows, which we will put on I or uh, podtv.tv. But um, that's not, of course, we're, we're not going to be owned by podtv.tv. Mm. We're independent as well. You just reminded me of that. Yeah. We talked about Crystal and Sager. And so we're going to do our own thing. Barry, we had very good success in those first nine shows that we did. Mm -hmm. And um, we're pretty encouraged that um, this, this is going to be pretty popular going forward. So uh, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, it's, it's very important, hugely important subject matter. So but on that subject, I just saw uh, the um, social dilemma. You did. So, finally. Yeah, so, so here at the house that I'm staying at, they had Netflix and I, and so I'm like, I got to see that now. And so I watched it and I was, man, Barry, <laughs> I, was, I was blown away by it's every, that. It's everything that we talk about. I bet you watched it because you're already so aware of what was in it. But when you saw it for yourself, it was, it's just kind of uh, illuminating, isn't it? It, it really is. And I'm reading Josh Hawley's book right now, as I mentioned last week, mm -hmm. and it's really about the tyranny of big tech and how this all happened. And he's he's going into a lot of the same things that were talked about in the social dilemma, and except for he goes into much more depth. And mm -hmm. when I start to think about what these guys are doing, the, the leaders of these big tech organizations, uh, it's diabolical, Barry. I, I, I mean... <laughs> This is, in my mind, the greatest criminal act uh, that is happening under our noses, and they're just getting away with it. It's, and they're using us. We're being used. They're, we're the they're using. Yeah, they're using. We didn't. We didn't ask them. We didn't. We didn't permit them to use us. But they're making billions of dollars off of, off of us and who we are. You and know, they're, they're manipulating us like 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 we're robots it's a terrible thing when you look at this this is it's, I, I, it, I'm, it's overwhelming when you start to look at all the details overwhelming and everybody should watch that by the way yes and it's also inevitable i remember like the technology is completely addictive to us which makes me think and i've said this before that i think that we are trying very hard to merge with tech and that is like our butterfly transformation and it's like that has always been our intent to yeah. try to get back to the one and i say that i remember when uh i was a kid my brother and i uh we were really young for Christmas one year. We got calculators. The first, remember the first calculators? It's like, oh, my God. I remember it was so cool. And we were just playing with them all day. <laughs> calculators. <laughs> and then, then not too long after that, the video game Pong came out. Oh, my yes. God. We were enthralled with that. And then uh, I was invaders. addicted. Yep. Yeah. We, 
so my point to that is by the time the internet comes around and social media is developed, well, we're, it's our natural inclination to be thoroughly addicted to this stuff. And in the social dilemma, they made the point of uh, that they're not purposefully, there's not like these nefarious activities, uh, in, inclinations going on in the background. It's just marketing. It's just for advertising and marketing purposes. And it's just so easy because we're addicted to this stuff already to enhance the addictiveness of it. It's like tobacco companies up in the nicotine back in the day. You know, I, you know, it, this is and I agree. And then it takes it to a, another level, like a whole nother level. When because it, now for it's instance, used for nefarious activity. Well, yeah, the tobacco companies, I mean, they all they could do is put out ads of like the Marlboro Man and and then, you know, Joe I Campbell, the, the little kids with the cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, so no. so that was one thing. But now with um, with machine learning and with um, uh, uh the AI, these computer technologies know you and I better than you and I know ourselves. Mm -hmm. They figured out, uh, they have figured out through algorithms what we're gonna do next. And therefore they know what images that they can yeah. bubble up onto our screen and they can do this at any time to manipulate us. Uh, the tobacco companies had no way of doing this. I'm sure if they, if somebody came to them and said, hey, we could do this, they'd, they'd pay billions of dollars oh, yeah. back then to oh, be yeah. able to do this. But um, when you start to realize the power, I mean, if I'm a, a company and, and one of these big tech companies come to me and says, how would you like to have a list of people that will, are guaranteed to buy your product? I mean, we can guarantee it. How can you guarantee it? Well, here's all the data to support it these people will buy because we know them better than they know themselves. Mm -hmm. That's, that's crazy talk right there. Mm -hmm. I want to get me. That's almost futuristic. We're in the future now, right? We, <laughs> we is, are. We're over, in over our heads right now. And, and how, do you, how do you back out of it? You can't. And that's why I always say that uh, Rex Lee and the, uh, work that you do with him on cyber talk is of the utmost importance because he talks about the need for an electronic bill of rights and oh my god is that overdue we yeah this snuck up on us we were never prepared for it i've i keep coming to more and more realizations i said a week or two ago about um when we talk about freedom of speech i'm all in on that i absolutely if, if you look at historically uh how speech is manipulated and turns into propaganda and what that does to a country and so the need for free speech but now i've had this realization of how our free speech has been like our freedom was turned against us at 9-11 it turned on its ear and used against us and all of a sudden they're hijacking our own planes and turning them into weapons they're turning our own free speech into a weapon with social media by hijacking it having millions of their operatives russia china uh on there and manipulating what our thought process is and talking points. So I don't know. I, I am right now, I, I'm always thinking about this. I went from, yes, should be 100% free speech. Now I'm going, I don't know how you fix this. 
what well i mean free speech is great but when you have a master manipulator of free mm -hmm. speech mm -hmm. that's that is the free speech isn't the problem it's the manipulation i know of free speech so how happening. do you clean that's, it up i mean it's these algorithms that they're using in order to manipulate us i think that's where the secret is is these algorithms that they're using are 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 those are the things that are taking advantage of our privacy of our of our own personal beings, these mm -hmm. these algorithms have they, they don't have feelings. They don't uh, they don't have a, a moral code to them. All they know is they need to get that the job done, and they're going to use all the things they know about us to get those jobs done. I think that's where we need to take a look at and say, are those things really legal uh, to have those? Because that's can't really clean that up. The can't change that they pay. You know what I think? And this is what I'm just coming to right now as we're talking about, because you also can't stop uh, the other countries from coming in and trying to manipulate. And, you know, they pose as uh, Paul Jones down the street, you know, and right, start right. telling you a bunch of inflammatory stuff. Uh, you can't stop that either. I, you know what I think it comes back to is the lost art of education and our educational system has been completely usurped by this woke thing and that boy i got more in my in the news in the news every it's day terrible. now is yes. talking about how and we've talked about it recently i don't want to beat a dead horse but we need to revolutionize our education system and back to this free speech thing i think amongst many other things is that we need to teach people that social media is addictive like you know what this is kind of like this is kind of like what tobacco was like before we realized that it was harmful in a way yeah, I yeah, think there's yeah, a lot in of, a way you're right. Yeah. So we should be taught that uh, uh, about the dangers of social media and how maybe you shouldn't be allowed to use it until you're 18 years old. You know, it's, it's, I was just going to go there because I, mean, I don't know. Look at, look at what they've done to kids. Look at the suicide rate with oh, kids today. It's, yes. it's, it's gone up exponentially since yes. the introduction of social media, especially for for, for young girls. Yeah. And, oh, especially uh, you for young girls. And you can uh, you see can see happening. how that they're so yep. susceptible, especially I mean, I mean, my God, I could be crippled by uh, someone saying something bad to me when I was in junior high or even high school. But girls are so much more uh, susceptible to that about their appearance, about uh, their feelings as as we're all going through hormonal changes and things like that now that the suicide rate with women or girl young girls has been through the roof so that's, that's <laughs> it I, has been I, I i i'm gonna come back to i don't want to lose track of this that i think that we need our number one uh uh thing that we should concentrate on is revamping overhauling our educational system you know what? That's uh, key, Barry. I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, Anne Marie is all over that as far as the education system goes, yeah. and just calling out these things that are happening. She's a she's a, a warrior as far as that's concerned. But she's actually called to my attention a lot of these uh, terrible things that are happening within the education system. It's coming to a head right now with the parents. It is. Um, it is. And and you know, Barry, it's almost like this is a blessing that's come out of COVID uh, because the oh. parents would have had no idea that these things were happening had they not been able to see the lessons that the kids were having at that school. I mean, that's when all this came out. 
Yeah, and look how hard they try to hide the critical race theory from people. They deny it. It's like, no, you can't come in the classroom. Uh, it's I terrible. Mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you're purposely Jeez. trying to to indoctrinate our children, mm-hmm. and you're 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 so, they're so like brazen about it. Like, oh no, your parents can't come in. I mean, like they're their kids and not our kids any longer. How does how did that happen? So the, the problem with this is, is it's not like, OK, well, let's turn off this faucet and correct our course. The problem with this is, is it shows you that we have been being indoctrinated for the last 20 years. So you got these people that are 30 years oldish teaching our kids that are thoroughly brainwashed. And when I say something like that, I know a lot of people just turn off right there. They think I'm talking crazy. Mm. No. Mm. Talk to them. Watch these videos uh, yeah. of people defending their critical race theory. It's crazy. Yep, it is crazy, and it's it's just it's untrue. It's a lie. Uh, what what the whole thing is based on? It's a lie, and uh, it's bigotry. That's what it is. We're we're setting up people for extreme bigotry. It the violence is the outcome. We already know how the story mm-hmm. ends, and. Uh, but what's what's more scary to me is um, it's an example that I saw. Amory actually showed me a video this week where uh, it was a, a Chinese woman who had come come to the United States who actually gave a testimony before Congress, and she only had about one minute. So it was like a rifle fired. It was about critical race theory, and she was saying critical race theory is the same thing that we had in China sure. during the Cultural Revolution in the mm-hmm. 60s, which we saw all these people uh, were killed as a result. Mm-hmm. And she said, the only difference is we're using, you're using race here, they used class over there. Mm-hmm. But it's the same tactics. We were taught to hate one another. We were taught to turn each other in. We were taught that the, the older generation uh, had had caused all of our problems, yep. um, and I'm and she's saying that she's seeing America. She came to America to flee that, mm-hmm. and now she's seeing the exact same tactics being used here, and that is stunning. You could never see a more clear example of that than that uh, podcast that I shared with you with Jordan Peterson, right. Yenmi Parks, who came from North Korea, raised there, mm-hmm. complete blank slate, completely uneducated. She goes and gets educated in South Korea, where it's super competitive, the educational system. They are geniuses there. And uh, she comes to America to go to university and goes, what? WTF is going on with your colleges. Do not go to college there. It's complete indoctrination. You're not going to learn anything. And Jordan Peterson was so distraught and disappointed by this. He was a professor up until a few years ago, you know, forever. I mean, teaching in a university was his life's passion. That's what got him famous. And he's like, just a single class. Did did you not have a single class or a teacher that was special to you that, and she was quiet for a while, thought about it. And he asked several, and she said, no, not a single class. Mm. Critical Mm. race theory, this PC culture permeates everything, every single aspect. She was asked what her pronouns are. She had, she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Yeah. And, um, and, 
every single thing had something, uh, a race slant to it. And she's, she just could not fathom. Again, she, she soaked up so much education in South Korea where it's taken so seriously at this point. Every, every country goes through phases, okay? So every time a country goes through a phase like the Scandinavian country, everybody thinks that's a utopia now because for 20 years, they've gone through a nice boom, uh, just like we did 40 years ago, uh, 50 years ago. We went through a 20-year boom, and then all of a sudden, you, it's, it's like, uh, it's like the, the self-made man that... Uh, creates offspring and then creates these spoiled kids. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, uh, that's, that's enough of that. We got a lot of other things to talk about here. I, I wanted to say, just like, like just to finish off, mm -hmm. I, we just had the uh, Florida board of education bans teaching critical I race theory. I so, saw uh, that. They boy, I am I'm so glad. Them, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it, this is, you know, DeSantis. Um, oh, DeSantis. He, he, yes, I'm sorry. He's, he, de blasio is the diabolical opposite of DeSantis. <laughs> he is i totally uh, uh, no they love but, uh, DeSantis in florida oh i do too yeah. i mean look what he's done for his people i mean yeah. i loved how he stood up to the ncaa when it came to um uh, when it came to them trying to say hey you know we're gonna have um trans women running in women's yeah. sports and yeah. he said no and they said we'll, we'll take our sports out of your out of your state and he's Okay, and yeah. to go ahead, um, I, I I really like that he stood Absolutely. up. Absolutely, it's common sense. Right there. That's what the citizens wanted. That's what he mm -hmm. wanted, and it is common sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm glad to see that people are standing up. Same with this 1619 movement, which is based on a lie. They're trying to indoctrinate our kids into this. But I man, there is this woman, and I don't have the name in front of me, uh, up in New York, um, that uh, is she's gone viral just going after the school board for this kind of stuff yes. and more i'm seeing more i'm and seeing more it every parents. day oh it's it's every awesome they, it is good job parents protect Absolutely. your kids that's Absolutely. a beautiful thing it's a beautiful yeah. thing right. it has that, to be that's our, what I had. it has to be our number one concern revamping our education i, I agree and yeah. you know it when it comes to the kids those that's a, that's the future of the country and right now i'm i'm concerned i'm concerned we should be concerned saying that they're saying that uh, that math is um, inherently uh, racist. systemically racist, and and it, it, do you know why? Yeah, because uh, black people were falling behind in scores because of equity. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean that's probably the root cause. But the reason they're saying is because you have to come up with an exact answer, and somehow that racist. That's, I mean, how do you get away with this stuff? I mean, that's back to that postmodern these people mm. off of the stage, you know, oh, I get so angry thinking about that. But the problem with that is, is what I said a little bit ago is the people that are our educators now in their 30s, 30 ish, they're all indoctrinated. They're they fully in this stuff. They wholeheartedly and they get very emotional right. about it. And their emotions, <laughs> their emotions mean so much more than logic. It trumps all yeah. <clears throat> emotions is reality because they had safe places. Right. Yeah. When right. they got triggered, that's another thing that that Yemi Park said about the university is if you get triggered by a professor, you're allowed to leave the class and come back whenever you feel better, which may be yeah. the end of the semester. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Merle, 
we live in our country's insane. Our country I mean, seriously. is really insane. I mean, it right. just seems to me like um that people would snap out of it and you would think. Um, and that they would uh, be able to see this. I gotta say, Barry, since I've been here in Reno and the people that I've talked to in I mean, I see American flags flying everywhere. I see people wearing patriotic oh, that's, colors. That's horrible. I, yeah, I saw, oh, saw people. I would I get people. so triggered by seeing all those American flags. <laughs> I know you're being facetious right now. I am because um, I just read an article about that about two days ago about something. a video of this woman, woke woman, talking about being so triggered. I forget where it was about all these pickup trucks with multiple American flags in them. Seriously. Oh, I, I saw that as well. And wasn't that a, somebody in government uh, that was saying that? I that think they were, so. They were triggered by all these flags. And it's like, uh, multiple. Some of them had multiple <laughs> American flags in there. I that think the problem girl... for her. Mm. Yeah, I've seen it. The pickup truck with the big flag in the back driving that around means or, Trump or more them. than one. Yeah, it means that's Trump. exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, come on, people. Come on, you really. And here's the thing that we're realizing now is that this whole Trump derangement syndrome has put the country in complete danger, in yes, jeopardy. Yes. Yes. And it's, we we've it's like you you gotta you gotta keep your eye on the ball. And now we're finding out um, all these things that okay, hydroxychloroquine. We we knew that. That this was this is a tried and true drug uh, that that Trump you know, uh, said, hey, this is a thing to go with. And uh, back in March and then every everybody in the science and medical community were like, no, we got it. We got to make this illegal now. And they wouldn't they refused to treat patients with this with this drug that could have saved their lives. I saw a report by a a physician at Texas A&M, Dr. McCullough, who said that 80% of the deaths here in this country could have been prevented had they used drugs like hydroxychloroquine immediately to treat yeah. these people. And today they've, they've confirmed it. It's a miracle drug for people to, for recovery from, from COVID-19. And, and this was all because Trump Trumpified. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so many other things It gets Trumpified and then it triggers people. You know what? Talk, going back to the educational system and it, this is with adults. We talked about this before, how weird it is that people our age could all of a sudden unlearn their good upbringing and start acting hmm. like children. I think what we need to do is take a page out of Marxist playbook for about a year and take over all the airwaves and everything and just pump in Sesame Street for a year solid so we can learn our lessons again about treat people, how you would like to be treated and how you should take responsibility for your feelings rather, you know, than push this. I, uh, I agree. And mm -hmm. and I think it should be the Sesame Street that we watched when we were, <laughs> yeah. not the one that's out there today, because that's woke now. I, I bet it is. Yeah, I, it I is. bet it is. Cookie Monster probably talks in Ebonics or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, in, they're having knife fights now. <laughs> nothing to see here. It's normal. <laughs> oh, God, so true. Bert going after Oscar the Grouch. Come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh good all right let's let's i got a lot of other stuff as well oh. uh, how about let's just go with some tabloid for a moment um all right 
Chris Harrison demands 20, demanded $25 million as part of his exit package from The Bachelor. Now, you and I don't watch that show, but I thought this was very interesting. Uh, so if I recall the story correctly, a girl, uh, a bachelorette or somebody on the show did a few years ago, these plantation parties. She went to these pl so-called plantation parties where girls would, and this is a typical, you can see, forget the wokeism for a moment. Girls would like to dress up like Southern bells and go to these uh, parties where they feel like a Southern bell for a day. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Well, of course that got deemed racist years later. And so <laughs> they dig up the fact that this girl went to some plantation parties. He defended her to, to a very, in a very innocent way. Like, Hey, how about let's not be so judgmental here. And he got canceled. Chris Harrison being the, um, the lead guy of the batch. What am I trying to say? The interviewer, the, 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 the MC, the host. The host. Yeah. Yes. And so he's been there for years. Okay. Since the beginning. And so he got canceled and he, and uh, so the producers did not have his back. They, they bowed to the cancel culture babies. Okay. Nah. As everybody else in Hollywood does, which is like people, this would have cost you so much less if you would have told them the to F off and been done with it. You would do the whole world a favor. So Chris Harrison <laughs> demanded 25 million from them, or he says, I got 20 years of dirt on you of what went behind on behind the scenes with your producers, with all the people involved with the show and with the contestants. He's and never they got it. Paid him. <laughs> they <Yeah>. paid him. <laughs> So I knew sure, he was going to get that money. Sure, you know, he was going to get his 25 million the easy way, meaning this way or through a book deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Yep. You're right. Now he doesn't have to write that book. And yeah. So anyways, this is the insanity wow. that is going on in our culture. Now, Hollywood bows to the cancel culture babies every freaking time. And all they got to do is tell them off off. I mean, they really hey. do. You know what? That's a that's a pretty wild story right now. And he's just talking about the whole the, the cancel culture and that the, the lying that happens as a result. You know, I was watching this movie last night uh, called Greenland, and um, <clears throat> I hadn't seen it before. I never saw it advertised, and I didn't see the whole thing because it got late. But it was about this this uh, about this guy who was trying to save his family. It was sort of an end of the world scenario where this uh, comet was heading towards the earth and several pieces of it broke off and uh, one of them one of the pieces was going to enter the earth's atmosphere and went and so the news media were all like oh you know nothing's going to happen everything's going to be fine they're you know dissipate in the ozone layer and uh, there was this big push all around the world to say that there was no problem so before the first this is the beginning of the movie so i'm not going to give away the plot but before the first uh fragment hit the earth the main character gets a message on his phone saying this isn't a test you and your family have been selected for uh in evacuation plan come to the uh, to the air force base mm -hmm. and he was having a party at his house with all his neighbors and um and they were all there to watch the re-entry or the entry of this this fragment yeah. and he gets this and he's like oh my gosh what do i do 
Well, the thing hits the Earth, and it's supposed it's supposed to blow, you know, be gone in the atmosphere, but it actually comes through, hits the Earth, and and the guy was outside when it happened. He gets knocked down. It turns out that it was a big lie, and they actually knew that this is this this whole thing. There's going to be a bunch of fragments, and then somehow there's something that's going to destroy the whole world. That's about where I stopped it because yeah. I was getting all anxious. It was actually a good movie. Sounds but like it was it. nighttime. I didn't want to dream about it. Uh, and but the, I go back to this cancel what's it, culture what's it called? thing. Wait, the, what was it's that called? Movie? Greenland. Greenland. Did you see it on Netflix? Uh, I pulled it up on HBO Max. Okay. And uh, it, like I said, it was a, it was really good, uh, but it reminded me of what's happening with the media today and how yeah, they seem to be very free to lie to us about yes. things that are actually dangerous. And we're, we're, we're on a slippery slope as far as that goes. And that movie to me exemplified the extreme it. end that that could be taken to. And I think we need to, I mean, these are things we need to Buddy, be I aware do. of. And I we need to roll that back somehow. It's I think there's hope in the fact that like we talked about that all these teachers that are coming out against critical race theory, uh, man, I'm telling you the the backlash that mainstream media. First of all, look at their ratings. Their ratings are going in the tank on a consistent. They are. People they are, are waking up to all of this. I, it can't be fast enough, but it's a it, it seems to be an almost an exponential effect that's happening. So there's some some hope in that because yeah i agree i agree it's, it's just so like bad we talked about the, the social dilemma oh okay I thought you were going to say the pendulum has to swing so far well, I, I was just going to say it's sort of the same it, it does have to deal with that because yeah. at the end of that movie the social dilemma i was surprised that they all had advice on how we could get out of this mm -hmm. and they were all very optimistic and um, and these are the creators of that mm -hmm. terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they were optimistic that we could get out of this. When I see the whole fight against critical race theory and the parents that are standing up with the serious backbone, that makes me proud and it gives me hope as well. So I, and I feel like you know this show is a part of that that fight as well that we're involved in. And uh, I'm Great. I'm so glad to be to be on the the. the the tip of the spear as far as that's concerned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And there's a, a couple more things I really want to get to. We're running out of time. So I want to mention, because there's a serious one I want to get to um, in a second. I just want to mention quick, did you hear this? This is just so clever that I, I thought it was amazing about this FBI run messaging app this sting uh, that a heavy blow against organized crime af uh, after criminal king, king makers are tricked into using this messaging app. This app, <laughs> you, did you hear it? it? No, uh, I haven't. Oh, they, yeah, they, um, so let me see my notes here. Uh, it, Operation Trojan Shield, which was led by the FBI and involved the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the European Union, police agency Europol, wow. and, uh, and law enforcement agencies in a few other, in a dozen other countries. And they created this app and said, this is a super encrypted app. That, so you, it's absolutely private. And every single person that got on this app was a criminal. 
and all of them were busted. I mean, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. Wow. I could pull up the whole story on it. I'll leave it as oh, always. I'm so glad to hear that. It was amazing. I'll leave a good, link for good, the whole good. story. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that one. It was huge. Uh, probably because I've been in here. Yeah. Just not, I haven't really been plugged it's cool, into the news, but That is so good to hear that. Hey, speaking of good news like that, did you hear that? Uh, remember the... Uh, ransomware for the columbia pipeline and yes. they, that they actually had to pay the ransom yeah um well they, they i found out this week that they, they got almost all of it back and it was because they were somehow able to trace the this cryptocurrency the so-called uh, uh, untraceable cryptocurrency yeah that's the, that's uh, the thing so that stock is going to go in the tank now yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's the thing is that, you know, these people have been able to get away with this. It reminds me of that time where, and I can't remember the news story, but it came down to, well, we could we could um, get into this iPhone and, 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 and figure out what was on the iPhone, but it's locked, so we need to unlock this, and Apple wouldn't do it. Yes, and yes, they, yes. But somehow behind the scenes, oh, we found somebody to do it for us, and it's like, mm, it's all, yeah. Suspicious. <laughs> um, hey, I wanted to say another thing. Um, I'm sort of a little bit on the lighter side, but another movie that I watched this week, Barry. But um, let me make sure that you got your news stories in before we go to that. Okay, I appreciate that. This is the last one, uh, and it's just so important. I wish I would have maybe even led with it. Uh, Crystal and Sagar did a report on this. It's like yesterday. And I have a, of course, I have a link for it. I strongly suggest everyone watch this or even maybe better yet, go to their source. The, the source of this is ProPublica, an independent mm -hmm. nonprofit newsroom. And the name of the article is The Secret I IRS Files. Trove Ooh. of never before seen records reveal how the wealthiest avoid income tax. Most years they pay no income tax. And on average, these billionaires only pay 3%. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's really, I mean, it's super important. They have income tax going uh, going back a few years on Bezos, Elon Musk, Michael Bloomberg, George Soros, name them, keep going. And it's all the same thing. We all know about Donald Trump's $750 income tax payment of a couple of years ago, right? That was, and of course, uh, so now he's, now that Trump's involved, it, everybody should get really triggered by this, but uh, only, <laughs> only the only they can afford these billionaires can afford this creative accounting that uh, to employ the proper amount of tricks. So they're always borrowing against their own assets. So they always seem to be in debt while they're increasing their assets exponentially. Right. And so uh, they get tax incentives for their company. Okay. This is the thing that I don't think that they made a point of. This is just me making a point of it. There's a huge argument to be made for, and I think it's proper about uh, companies such as Amazon getting tax credits so that they uh, then are encouraged to stay in, say, New York, where AOC was instrumental in uh, making right. them leave, where they employ thousands of people who are taxpayers. Uh, right. So I see that uh, the need for giving tax breaks to things like that developments. I mean, you want to gentrify a bad neighborhood. Well, give, you know, create a beautiful development and give people tax abatements for 10 years. It works. Uh, but 
the end users are all, at the end, the, the Jeff Bezos are not paying income tax like at all. And that's yeah. wrong. That's very wrong. They gave statistics yeah. on this that were mind blowing about. And, and then the least privileged people, let's say, uh, poor of the country obviously aren't paying either. The middle class has been getting more and more and more hamstrung. And as you try to make your way up to upper middle class, you're screwed. You're screwed. Well, but let's, let's, I, I love what you're talking about, Barry. Totally agree with you. Uh, whenever we see politicians talking about, let's go after the rich. We talked about this when we talked about the formation of the IRS in the in the 17th Amendment and how the whole thing on the IRS was to tax the rich. It was all about how the rich were getting away yeah. and they weren't paying yeah. their fair share and everything. So we voted for the IRS to fix all of that. And funny thing, the entire tax plan goes after the middle class. The IRS um, got it, fixed. It, it, yeah. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't ever change, Barry. It never changes. I the think middle there's class only one always way. who gets it. Why mm. doesn't anyone ever talk about the the fair the I, there's free tax and fair tax? I think yes, it's the fair tax, the fair the tax. tax. If, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of misnomers there that uh, but the one where there's no taxes whatsoever, only stuff that is purchased, everything that you purchase is taxed by a Very, helicopter, by a yacht, buy an airplane. It's taxed accordingly. Why so do we not talk it, about this anymore? I, people are talking about it. Barry. Uh, Josh Hawley's book yeah. uh, is, is all talking about how the history of how uh, when the tax changed back in the Wilson administration in the 19 teens, it was a change from taxing uh, taxing capital to taxing labor and and what happened was we ended up becoming owned by corporate by corporations yeah. by by the, the country when before you anything you worked for you brought home that was yours yes. you, th there was no i'm going to take 40 percent of what your income is that you were a free person you paid taxes on on on, the, on things that you may buy corporations, the, the, the government was making most of their money, the federal government was making most of their money before that on tariffs. Mm -hmm. uh, companies that were wanting to sell things overseas, companies that were from overseas that were selling to us. That's where the federal government made all of their money before. And now that whole thing has been changed. And, and if you read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which, yeah. by the way, great book, yes, but he classic. makes a very big point in that book that the rich don't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he, he goes into this, whole, and that's why they're rich. Mm -hmm. And they figured out that if you invest in assets, that, and then you're going to leverage gonna against them. Yeah. Exactly what you just said, Barry, is mm -hmm. that, and here's the here's the good news on that whole thing is that that is how America has gotten rich, and that is how even you and I can get rich on making investments and yeah. and 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 being smart with our money and saving our money and not just spending it when it comes in immediately like we've been taught, yeah. um, and, and investing, and then 
there's, I there would are, almost there are principles against behind that. that. I think you should spend it immediately as you get it, not save it, because when you save it, you get taxed on it. When no, when you I'm talking about investing, right? Yeah, well, saving, yeah. and we don't want to just put it under your pillow. Uh, we want to because you lose money that way, right? Yes. You always lose money that Re-invest. way, and even even putting it in a savings account, you lose. Uh, right. It will not keep up with the right. uh, with the CPI. Right. And um, and speaking of CPI, the consumer price index, we just had the highest uh, CPI year-over-year CPI rate uh, that just came in uh, for for this year, and it has everything to do with the the uh, the stimulus. spending, the overspending. The stimulus was one thing, um, but now they're adding trillions of dollars on top of the stimulus that they've mm. sent out. Mm. And this is causing prices to skyrocket. Look at inflation, the gas prices that yeah. are happening. Yeah. Inflation, inflation is starting in, to spike. Yeah. It's a runaway train. And this it has is Biden's America. The policies that Biden put together exactly. And yeah. here we are. So do you like how do you like them so far? Yeah. I, I don't like what I'm seeing at all. I'm, I thought he would be 100% harmless <laughs> since the guy could hardly even conduct a speech. The but yeah, no, he's he's the Manchurian candidate. He, I mean, Absolutely, he by the way, let's start lightening this up. I think about the. Manager. I want to talk about the movie. I, I want you to. I just want to mention that I just uh, last week or the week before <laughs> I watched this movie, a documentary about mind control and what the U.S. Really? has been involved in for decades, oh, yeah. like the yes. 30s and yes. throughout the wars and everything. We're still doing it in Gu- Guantanamo. Is it Guantanamo? Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. 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 We're still doing it to those people over there. Electric shock, shock therapy, LSD, uh, making them perform wow. sex acts on each other and everything what? you can do to break a person. It's just horrible. <clears throat> but what we've done throughout all of history is, and we're still, we still do it. It's, it's disgusting. And what, you know, it's all behind the scenes. It's all uh, covered up. It's all via military and uh, different agencies, CIA, and things like that. I forget what it was, but I, I want to just hand that over to you. But I wanted to mention it that don't think that what's the name of that? That's what I don't remember. Oh, I, oh, oh. I didn't have it in my notes or anything. It just I right, said right. Biden is a Manchurian candidate. No, that is that that movie. When I watch this documentary, we have done all of that breaking a person's psyche down so to the point where you could use trigger words hypnosis along with drug therapy and electroshock therapy so you could have a break a a person's personality down into multiple personalities and use a trigger word and and they were doing it for secret op uh secret operations so that somebody literally could undergo torture and uh be shut off and not get divulge anything not not know what to divulge but the I, scary thing about that movie is how true it is. Not kidding. Yes. Yeah. But I'll yeah. try to dig that up and share uh, what that movie was. But anyways, yeah, you wanted to talk about a movie. Go ahead. Yeah, it was the Friends reunion. Oh, um, right. It's out I didn't there see now. it. Yeah. Well, you got to see that. If you like, <clears throat> if you liked that show, you got to see the show. You got to see it. Uh, it was really fun. I thought it was going to be like an actual maybe more like a movie, like remember when the Brady's came back and they did like their- and it <laughs> Or was, Gilligan's it Island. Yeah, yeah, right? I thought it was gonna be like that. I was looking forward to that, yeah. but it, it, was, it wasn't that. It was them sort of reliving all the times that they had on the set and the different episodes. And then they showed a bunch of clips from the episodes and they talked about 
you know, the things that were happening behind the scenes and everything. Oh. And I got to tell you, first off, I, I really liked that show. Uh-huh. Haven't seen any episodes of it for years and years. Oh, okay. And seeing them again, those clips and everything, I laughed so hard. I was laying down on the couch and, and, and sometimes I would put my feet up in the air and just kick my feet. I was like, really? I was laughing so hard. It was so fun. And I, it just reminded me of, of just fun times back then when the show was on and um, yeah. you know how the, the name of the show, it's so appropriate. Right. And just that there's just something about having good friends and having yeah. good times. And I mean, that's where you and I are, mm-hmm. are from is our friendship, but mm-hmm how special those things are. And the fact is, is that these people, these six people actually became friends through yeah. the show and they yeah. really cared about each other and loved each other. And it's just a feel good documentary. It's going to make you laugh really hard and it's going to be fun. There was a little bit of a downside of it. And it was that it just seemed like yesterday when it ended, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. And here they are. They look great, um, but you know they've aged. It was 17 years ago when that show ended, and they look like it was 17 years ago yeah. when the show ended. Yeah. And and it sort of sort of made me feel like, oh my gosh, I thought that. What do I look like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. Then, you know, there's like, oh my gosh, time is going by so fast. And uh, they they talked about one of them. Uh, uh, Courtney Cox talked about. This, this is definitely the last time we'll all get together and do a show like this because we're not going to redo the show again. The show's over. Yes. Uh, and it's just sort of a sadness about that. Like how, and, and, and here's the final thing is that at the end of the, uh, at the end of the uh, series, the last episode, they were all pretty much saying goodbye to each other. Mm. Because that's kind of how it goes with friends, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The whole premise of this show, as I said, was it's that time in your life when your friends are your family. That's what the whole show is based upon. Yeah. And 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 so there's that's a phase in your life. That does that's not all of your life. Because at the yeah. end, uh, Ross and and Monica get married and they have kids. And I'm sorry, uh, not Ross, but uh, Chandler and Monica. And, and oh, Rachel right. and Ross end right. up together and Phoebe's going her and Joey's going another way. They all, and you have to say goodbye. And oh. uh, you, you stay in touch and that's a hard thing. That's the worst thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but it leads to other beautiful things, yeah. things in life as well. We were talking about moving out of California at first right. and, and coming over to Reno possibly and how that's a big change in life. But that means having to say goodbye to my brother who lives two, two miles down the street. He'll you know, and my, my Give him a year. Well, you, you, you know what I'm saying is you have to do these hard things I sometimes I know. in order for good to come out of it. So sometimes something has to die in order for something new to live. That's exactly the right way to put it. Um, and psychologists will tell you that is that when you're growing through life, and hopefully you're always growing is that, but when the big things, the big decisions come around, you have to be willing to let a old you die in order for the new you to emerge. That's, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's some really heavy stuff. And, uh, and you know, these are the things that get conjured up out of that show. And, and, yeah. you know, I mean, I thought about all of my best friends, you and Scott and, 
Anne-Marie is one of my best friends. My mom is my best friend. And I, I have these best friends. That, but, you know, even though we're thousands of miles apart, we're yeah. still together. Ain't that the truth? Hey, with that, we should wrap up this show. I don't know uh, if you have time to do much of an after show, but for this, for now, we should really wrap this one up. So, yep, got it. Uh, I got an interesting week coming up uh, starting tomorrow. I'll tell you about that next week. And uh, Merle, enjoy Reno. Can't wait for you to come back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, a bunch of you signed up at over 50 starting over in the last week. Thank you. you oh, that's get, awesome. Yeah, you'll get all these links. And I'm going to tell you what. You got to check out that link that uh, I told you about with this all important stuff about how the wealthy uh, get out of paying their taxes and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah. What? I wanted to give a, a shout out to two people who have been watching the show regularly that I did not know were watching the show. There are two people who used to work for me at Geauga Lake, Jonathan Grosser and Carrie Cavalier. Who both told me within the last week over Facebook that they watch our show oh. and they they specifically spoke of you, Barry. Oh, we oh. I just love you and Barry. It's like you guys crack me up and uh it just you know it that just warms felt my so heart. good. And that came out of the blue. I haven't seen either one of them in over 20 years. Wow. And uh they both pinged me in the last week to tell tell me how much they love watching our show. So Thank hey you. guys. Thanks for watching. Stay with us. Right love in. that. Love yeah. knowing that you're there. And and love hearing from you. I mean, every time you guys share something with us, whether it's just uh, to say something kind like that or to maybe challenge us on something, we address it. We talk about it. So yeah, you know, get in touch with us, whether it's from a Facebook feed, a text message from our over 50 starting over.com. You can leave a note on our blog or of course our YouTube channel. Uh, but man, if I were any of you guys, I would just subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's so much easier. Just do so that. Do all of them. <laughs> do all of them. Yeah. All right. Thanks a bunch right, guys. Barry. This has yeah. been great. See you guys next week. Thanks.